Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. This is episode 354, Dragons versus Lasso. I don't know. I haven't named it yet. Um, <laughs> Dragons and R. Oh, wait. Hold on. R. Dragons. In the game. There we uh, go. I like that. All right. I like it. So uh, you have to you you're gonna have to listen now to figure out what the rest of what we're talking about is, which I'm about to spoil in three, two. Um, all right. So this week there's Ted Lasso news. Yay! Couple things. Yeah. So, so there's good Ted Lasso news and there's bad Ted Lasso news, and we're gonna start with the good news and end with the bad news because you know I feel like blackmailing people today. <laughs> Um, I, I feel kind of like um, Ed Norton in Fight Club. I just want to destroy something beautiful. <laughs> I, have to, I haven't watched that movie in years. I need to watch that again. It's been a yeah. while. It's, it's been too long. So, like, when I take road trips, I like to just, like, listen to movies, you know, while driving. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. any whoosical. Um, yeah. So, how you doing? It is, since this is Saturday, this is uh, in, uh, college football Saturday. Uh, we are an hour and a few then change away from Michigan kickoff for Maryland. So I'm doing pretty well. Going to be a busy weekend moving the stuff out of my old apartment. But other than that, yeah, can't complain. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, it's a comic expo weekend this weekend. So I will be down there um, on and off all weekend. And and Daryl, yet again, refuses to join me in the nerddom. Did I refuse to call? Yes, you 100 did. 100. Like, I'm speaking in emoji <laughs> now, apparently. You 100% did. <laughs> speaking in emoji. Um, yes, you 100% refused the call. So, but it is what it is. Um, but no, it'll be fun. I was down there last night for like, an hour i'm just kind of walking around getting lay of the land um i will say it's a little smaller this year but we'll talk more about that next week anyway let's um let's kick it off with with some lead tasso talk um actually i'm gonna do the bad stuff first i don't i don't i don't want to i don't want to end out of the way i don't want to end on a sour note about about our uh our favorite soccer coach um or football if you will (laughs) So apparently uh, there's the reason that that it's been taking so long and there's been delays for season three is uh, Jason Sudeikis is a bit of a perfectionist. Uh, Apparently so. Um, You know, so he, uh, I guess he's not really signing off on episode scripts and, and, and things that's pushing it back. Um, season three said to be between 20 and 30% over budget and counting according to a source, which, you know, who's a source like say, according to, um, Apple TV's bean counters, right? Like, I, no, that's speculation. This is opinion. Season three mm-hmm. is 20 to 30% over budget and counting one source estimates. Who's your source? Like, don't, you don't have to say the person's name. Um, but also, uh, Complications of the matter were location shootings that added weeks to the schedule, including a scene at the Chelsea Football Club Stadium being frozen for some time after the club's 
Russian oligarch owner was forced to sell the team over the country's invasion of Ukraine. I didn't even know about that. Right? How stupid is that? All right. Anyway, yeah. If you're in Ukraine, be safe. If you're in Russia, be safe. If you're in the United States, stop worrying about what's happening in Europe. Word. And Asia. Um, and if you're a taxpayer, please reach out to your representative and tell them to stop spending, sending a dollar of your taxpayer money anywhere else in the world until we get our shit together. Um, anyway, it says Correct. here also that the current salary floor for Ted Lasso is, uh, or, um, so the salary floor for Ted Lasso is $150,000 per episode. So does that mean like the lowest paid actor makes 150 K per episode? Wow. If that's the case or that is, it says here with an over with an over budget show under, oh, hold on. I'm going to, okay. While rewrites are not on con. No, 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 no. Let's see. I'm starting streaming. Okay. A streaming driven cost plus model has led Apple TV and Warner Brothers to tussle over who pays budget overages. Essentially, Apple TV distributes and Warner Brothers, the Warner Brothers produced and managed show, paying the studio for production costs up front, plus a premium that is the percentage of the budget. With an over-budget show under this model, the two companies have to negotiate who's footing the bill once the season is wrapped. Complicated money speak aside, cast members are also reportedly suffering under the delays and cannot work on other projects until they finish Lasso. Duh. How's that? That's that's <laughs> so fed up. We with know these people. This, that yeah. always, plus, yeah, okay, so plus some of them could be getting paid more, even after a contract season two re renegotiation with Warner's. Currently, the salary floor for Ted Lasso is one hundred and fifty thousand dollars per episode sources say which led some to share their gripes with apple admits the ongoing production struggles the feel good comedy took home a total of four primetime emmy so i don't know what this i don't know what this um salary floor um means what is this yeah they floor? really need it to add a couple words say per principal actor or like main cast what be a little bit more clear with that because it right now it okay so it, it, a salary floor is a minimum amount that must be spent on a team as a whole this is separate from the minimum player salary that's agreed to by the league this is just like it so it looks like like um so like in the nba for example, the salary floor or minimum team rate payroll spending required for compliance of the CBA is set at $111.29 million. Yeah. Which is 90% of the cap. Yeah. So I, yeah, I understand. Okay. Like so, that's one of, yeah. But okay. what does that mean for? So it this? means in total, they have to pay $150,000 minimum per episode for actors' salaries. So is that just the principles though? That's what I mean. Like, it's yeah. Just so that's the minimum that they have to pay. And this is the, it sounds like this is for the overages. So we are not experts at this. If you know, please email me at Brian at infamous podcast. And then like, yeah. give me, give me a more in-depth uh, solution to this because I'm, I'm not a CPA. Um, I just play one on TV poorly from time <laughs> to time. 
Um, you don't remember my, my stint on Law & Order as the forensic CPA that, that brought down um, Mariska Haggerty's Haggard, character? Saw her go to jail for insider training. <laughs> anyway. Um, Alright, are you are you looking at the Vulture article right now? Yes. The most viewed stories, number three. I'm not gonna read what it is out loud, but I'm fed up with her. I'm fed up with her. Like she needs to just stop talking. Um Where's that? Number number three. At? Uh oh. down at the bottom of the article. It says most viewed stories. On the on the right. Unless you're looking on your phone, then I don't know where it is. Anyway, um, but yeah, so this is why Ted Lasso apparently is taking so long. Yeah, which is, I almost wish I didn't start watching it. I, I, I wish I'd have started watching it maybe a month or two later than I really did. Yeah. <laughs> what was the thing that I sent you where it was like, you got me interested in a new show that only has four episodes out and we just binged all four of them? What was that? It was uh, one of those little cartoons on Instagram and like um where it's the little like kind of stick figure looking guys. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> and then he tries to kill him. All right. So here's the good news. Ted Lasso, AFC Richmond are making their debut in EA Sports, it's in the game, FIFA 23. Um, Which funny enough, yeah. I the the way I found out about that is when I turned on my PS5 and it had, you know, Lasso's you know, giggity, giggity, giggity face on yeah. there in, you know, 3D graphics. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Why is so Ted that's, that's how I video gameized? That. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the character Ted depicted by Jason Sudeikis will be available in career mode. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty fun. I want, like, like I kind of want to play Richmond AFC, or AFC Richmond, sorry, versus um, the Cincinnati soccer team um fc cincinnati Cincinnati, and just dominate them i've been doing that just with like different premier league teams (laughs) just for fun yeah like i told you before we started recording yeah seeing this and watching that trailer which was great Mm -hmm. it almost makes me want to get fifa 23 i mean i have fifa 22 uh and i i for the first time i like booted it up and played for about 15 minutes of tutorial. Yeah. So I'm, I've never played any other soccer games, not the Pez, not, not any of the FIFA. So it was just kind of weird kind of getting those controls. Yeah. Uh, I'm also kind of in the modern warfare Two, like call of duty thing right now with the beta last two weekends. So Mm. my, my little fingers are just not used to running and using like the soccer, but it looks, I mean, FIFA 22 just, I can see why people like it. It's so much fun. Even, it's the only game I yeah, play. Even, yeah, even just playing the tutorial and learning some, you know, learning how to move your character and mm-hmm. the different passes and stuff, I could see why that's fun. I absolutely could. Sure. sure so sure. I, again, I don't know. I, I I'm not sure when FIFA 23 comes out. It just said coming soon, and I didn't look any further than that. But I could absolutely see myself getting this, or ho- hopefully it's actually on the you know PS Premium or something like that. Well, that would it, they typically it seems like they're they're typically putting stuff on there, so it makes it worth it to have the PS Premium. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of excited. Uh, in the show notes, I put a link to the trailer for the episode, or for the episode, for the uh, for the game announcement. It's a minute long. It's pretty funny. It's got Trent Grimm from The Independent um, <laughs> in there. And Roy F. and Ken. Yeah. Roy, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like Roy F. and Kent. He's here. He's there. He's every F and where. Roy Kent. Roy Kent. Um, I will boop, 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 brain you. <laughs> All right, let's move on to R. 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 Uh, so it's R R R, which um, stands for what did we say? Reboot, rehash, regret? No, that's Re- right. <laughs> that's what Hollywood is now. That's right, that's right. So no, Rise, Roar, Revolt. This is a Tollywood movie. Um, yes. and Daryl's talk more about it, but cause he's the only one who's watched it and he's going to give a non spoiler take and I'm going to interrupt with snarky comments. Uh, but the movie Pretty is cool. a tale of two legendary revolutionaries. Oh wait, hold on. <clears throat> a tale of two. Le- re- <laughs> That's a hard word. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> A tale of two legendary revolutionaries and their journey far away from home. They're hobos. After their journey, they return home and start fighting back against British colonists in the 1920s. Um, yeah, so hobo is homeward bound. So these dudes are homo- hobos. Hobos. Bows. Hobos. <laughs> Just making it clear I said hobos. Um, <laughs> um, who are homeward bound to... Uh, start fighting against the british so yay good on you yeah and um, I, i'll tell you what though before you get into it if you had not told me about this and i would have like looked it up and i saw ray stevenson on the cast i definitely would not have watched this movie oh ray stevenson uh, is this is is like a cookie cutter <laughs> Which is, it, it's perfect for this movie, and I'll explain why. Well, he's the governor, like, right? Yeah, yeah. Of the yeah. anyway, but Ray Stevenson makes some of the like he's he's been in good movies. So let me let me like Volstag. Come on, yeah. But but <laughs> <laughs> but the best thing he's ever done is Rome. But he was the worst Punisher, even worse than Thomas Jane, even worse than Dolph Lundgren. Even worse than um, John Barenthal in the Punisher Warzone movie, which is garbage. Well, I will have to disagree with that, even though I've seen that all of one time. Because um, I actually, I thought the movie was bad, but yeah. I didn't mind him as Punisher. I mean, he he he's he's typically if he, he's in something like he was in GI Joe Retaliation. Oh yeah, he was Firefly. Yeah, he was in the three musk. He was in three musket. The three musketeers one. Um, the little reboot. Oh, he was in the other guys. Now, here's the thing, though. I did like him in King Arthur, the one with Clive Davis and um, what's her name? Clive Owen and uh, uh, Clive Owen Knightley. and Karen Knightley. Um, and I did like him in Rome, what I saw of it, because he was good. But, like, he's in the Divergent movies. Um, he's, like, yeah, he's just got, for everything he does that's good, he has something that's not so good. Like, two things that yeah. are not good. Or was it, is it like what is the guy's name that you talk about that like if he's in the show it's going to oh, be canceled? My, oh, uh, oh, um, Eric Balfour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he is. He is show kryptonite. He is like um, he's like he. Eric Balfour is the male Natalie Morales 
Like, if Natalie Morales is in the show and it gets a second season, shocker. But it, there's no way it's getting in a third season if she's a regular on that show. Um, and that's not to bash her because she's really funny and she has great comedic timing. She just has her, – her, her agent just isn't very good at picking things for her to be in. You have chosen um, poorly. <laughs> right, 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 right. You have chosen poorly uh but speaking of that it's got uh allison duty who was in um uh what's it called uh, the last crusade so yes and i will and, say like 30 mm-hmm. some years later or whatever it is she is a looker yeah and it has this uh british actress and i i don't see if, if you see it like while you're looking up but she is a spitting image of Amy Acker. Every time I saw her on screen, I'm thinking, is is this Win- Winifred Burkle on screen? Is that Olivia? I mean, she didn't play Liz- that type of character. Did she play the but... character Jennifer? Is it Olivia Morris? Yes. Yeah. Jenny. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at her, and I'm 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 going to maybe disagree. Well, in the in the sh- in the movie, because yeah, I, I actually looked on her profile, and yeah. she doesn't look as much. But actually, in the movie, when you see her in the movie and her. And how she acts, I couldn't help. I was like, "Good grief, this mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. this is Winifred Burkle." But anyway, she's got a very Alicia Alicia Silverstone look to her. She yeah, she has not been in much. I, I looked at her uh, profile. She's she has only a half a dozen credits, and this is one. Of, I think this might be the second movie she was in. She's only twenty or, years younger than us, too. Yeah. So yeah, she's a young buck. Anyway, um, so. Yeah, I don't know, I'm kind of going through and looking at her pictures. Yeah. Um, eh, maybe a little. It, I think in the right yeah. light. <laughs> yeah, again, she's 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 a in in a positive way. She's you know more heftier in the in a positive way. That sounds so bad, but you know, uh, Amy she's Acker was beefy, very yeah. Well, Amy Acker was very very thin, very thin. All right, I found a picture on her Instagram. I see what you're saying yeah. now. So okay. in the right, but just, yeah, getting to the movie itself. And again, I don't know anything. I Bollywood, Hollywood or Bollywood and Tollywood is I always knew about Bollywood, but I've never watched, a, you know, an Indian movie, a, you know, full on Indian movie. And apparently there are two sects. The, the Bollywood is what everybody knows. That's the ones that are in Hindi and in I, I believe it's northern India. And the other one is Tollywood, which is Southern India, which is uh, their language is Telugu, which unfortunately this movie on Netflix does not have the original audio for Telugu, which uh, because, again, I, I this is something I found out after watching it and wondering why the voices didn't match up, even though I was listening to it in Hindi. But apparently both of these guys are both of the main characters are huge huge indian stars and so having these two guys and it's a it was a big thing and like you said you, you read a little bit about it and I, this is non-spoilery i might spoil you know a couple parts here but these are you know loosely based on legendary warriors or freedom fighters who in real life never met so this is kind of like that movie that was on Amazon Prime, which was One Night in Miami, which had what's like Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, uh, was it Medgar Evers, and another you know black uh, civil rights leader. Well, it might have been MLK. I'm not sure that they never met in real life, but it was like one of those what ifs if these guys actually met in real life. Interesting. So this is 
this is kind of a what if, sure. and it's only inspired by. And okay. when I say inspired by, and when you when you hear inspired, it means it just takes a couple characters and maybe takes part it, of an event. Yeah, it's like I then, told you, it's like the Fargo is inspired by true stories. <laughs> yes, correct. And um, there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, and just, we were talking just talking about, about like movies that are inspired by this one mm -hmm. during its run from not a very long run, to be honest. Um, just a few weeks, actually not even that long. And in only 14 markets, it made $99 million worldwide. Um, yeah. in other, other pseudo history movies, like that are kind of not based in the reality of the situation. That one only made 19 million and it's only at 25 million so far. And that's probably yeah. going to be it for it because it's going to be the fifth. <laughs> it's going to probably be yeah. place fifth this week. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, did not mean to so, interrupt. So what did I, what did I like about? It? Well, first of all, the stunt coordinator for this movie, his name is King Solomon. That in and of itself is awesome. Yeah, I talk about you know movie scores and sound design, editing and cinematography. Every one of these things is present in the movie, and I will say the slow motion in here might make Zack Snyder a little bit jealous because. They do use copious amounts of slow motion. That explains the 182-minute runtime. <laughs> they probably could have cut 15 Which, minutes out when of I, it, but... When I saw that, 15? I'm, I'm joking. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> when, when I saw, as I'm scrolling through it, I see that. I'm like, I'm never watching this movie. It's 182 yeah, it, minutes long. <laughs> well, I started it a couple of days ago, and I watched the first 15, and I, I just wasn't in it. And then last night, I just watched it the whole thing it was it was again it's one of the fastest three hours even though even if it is um in the sense of you know you having to read subtitles when, because when, I was when not... you say the term fastest three hours how dare you there's no fast <laughs> anyway so three hours <laughs> so no getting back to what i like about it, the movie is just beautiful in the sense of yes there's cg pretty much all the animals you see because there's a huge, you know, brawl with animals, which dude throws a freaking leopard at another guy. That that's just what you need to know. Uh, like just the the scape, the scope, and we talk about how movies use CG too much. And, and when I say CG, I mean like when you're looking at backgrounds and stuff. This every all the backgrounds for the most part, except here and there, I think that you know they were on location, and that makes a difference. They had hundreds of people in crowds when it was need, it need be not all these computer generated crowds. But at its core, this is like one of the, and I just sent this to some of my buddies, one of the best bromance movies you'll see. You see these two guys on having opposite, opposite ends of the spectrum meeting each other and just forming this great friendship. And it's, not, it's something you don't see in movies nowadays. Uh, well, in American movies, for the most part. Every now and then we'll see something good. But these guys and seeing them become friends uh, and then seeing the conflict that happens when they discover each who each other, you know, their motivations are kind of opposing. It's, it's, a, it's great. And like the, the sound, like I said, the score is great. The, um, the, one of the characters whose name is Raj, uh, his score really sounds like that arcade, the Junkie XL arcade score mm. from Man of Steel. And I, every time I heard this, it's like, dung, dung, dung. 
it reminded me of that. But what we we reviewed was a couple months ago, everything everywhere all at once, which is amazing. And it might be my it favorite. Is, it it is, might be my favorite movie of this year. Yeah, this for me rivals that because it had one. It its focus is on the joy of making a movie and what a movie should be. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's some absolute, just like everything, everywhere, all at once. There's some things that are so ridiculous, you just shake your head at, but it's in the best way possible. Like I said, a guy throws a leopard at another guy. I mean, the movie poster has one guy riding on another guy's shoulders holding two swords. So it's like the world's greatest game of chicken. Yes, it is. Outside of a swimming pool that ever happened in history. (laughs) Yeah, it is ridiculous. And, And again... It, it reminds me, some of the stunt work reminds me of some of the old, you know, Chinese martial arts film when there's a lot of wire work, like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Like Ip Man? There's, yes. Well, I, I never actually, I can't even really say I never finished it, man. What? I watched all five yeah. of them. <laughs> I thought there were only four. However many of them, I watched them all. <laughs> they got progressively worse because Nazis got involved. Anyway, um... But it's yeah. it's one of those movies. That, and again, I know it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea, just like everything, everywhere, all at once. But it was funny. I just wa- I watched one of like Blind Wave. They're one of the reacting channels that I watched. And one of the guys said that afterwards. Mm. And I had already thought that as yeah. it really reminded me of that movie just because it's a joy to watch. It's you know, there's comedy in it. There is drama, like character drama. And like I said, at its heart, it's a bromance about these two characters, uh, Beam and and Raj, who don't know, you know, they they form a friendship before they know who each, you know, who their what their real motives are. And right. then just watching them, it was like it reminded me again of I, when I watched uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. We knew who Jake Gyllenhaal was. We knew, mm-hmm. and spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this movie, we knew he was Mysterio. We knew Mysterio was a bad guy. But watching him in the first part of that movie, I'm like, dude, don't turn. Let, surprise me. I want you to be a good guy. It was the same way with this. You knew the conflict. You knew they were going to find out about each other. Wait. And you knew that Mysterio was, was the schism. bad guy? Yeah. You knew that was, Tony <laughs> Stark, was going to no, draw. Tony Stark is the biggest villain in the MCU. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. You, you knew they were. it was going to draw a schism between them. Sure. But you didn't want it to happen. But you knew it was going to happen. It was like that, you know, it's like that train coming for you. And, yeah. and you're like, just like so. you're the new head but, basketball coach of an NBA team and you bring them to a finals. But then you have an affair with one of the vice president's wives. Is it like that kind wow, of schism? Yeah. <laughs> actually, that's, that's a really good comparison. I mean, it, seems it, like, it really is. It seems like that's where you were going. All right. Yeah, it, it really. So but out, of, it, out it, of 10 thrown leopards, what do you give this? I give this I wholeheartedly a nine out of ten. Whoa. It's a movie I will absolutely. Yes. Are you gonna buy it? Would you buy it? I, actually, if you can get if, it in if, the original Tortuga language, would you buy it? Yeah, hundred percent. A hundred percent. Telugu, Telugu, not Tortuga. Yeah, that's something completely. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Anyway, but it, it, yeah, it's oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you there. Are, there's a couple dance numbers in there, mm-hmm. and I've seen some Bollywood dancing. Just you know, I used to watch a couple dance shows. And I've always been fascinated at it. And yeah. watching these dudes move, it's like, uh, yeah, you know, I love dude, like some the, of our the, actors. They could never yeah. do that. Um, if you want a really good Bollywood movie, it's an older movie, and it's directed by Shakar Kapoor, and it's mm-hmm. called The Bandit Queen, and it is fantastic. 
Um, is that on any streaming services? I have no idea. It's like 30 years old. Um, oh, okay. but it's great. But he also was the one who directed Elizabeth with, uh, Kate Blanchett. Oh, so, really? Yeah, he did the band. I mean, he did Bollywood movies first. Uh, but yeah, it's amazing. It's like one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, cool. All right. So nine out of uh, 10 thrown leopards. Very, very impressive. Um, I might have to borrow your password and watch it. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I, I mean, I would I, I, like. I, I love. I absolutely love that movie. It was. It's. I was smiling the whole the whole time, except when I knew it was the bad stuff was coming sure. between the characters. But sure. yeah, great. It, it, I. One of the things I've said about Netflix, uh, despite their groomer mentality over the last couple of years, is they've done a really good job of getting eyes on more international sure, affairs sure, and sure. where the current state of Hollywood movies are. I like that, the ability to see other countries and see what other countries are doing because yeah. well, there's been a to, lot of good stuff they lost the stuff everybody else wanted to watch. So. Yeah. Oh, that's true too. <laughs> so, all right. That is so no. to paraphrase our, or actually just to quote directly Mark Henry at the end of every rampage before the main event, it's time for the main or enough talking. It's time for the main event. <laughs> um, but definitely go check out our. Um, <laughs> all right, you ready, you ready for dragon stuff? Yes. Oh, God, this show gets better every time. Yes, it does. Every week Absolutely gets it gets better. So much better. Uh, not so much better. Let me rephrase this. Like, one, this show, uh, I think, doubles the um, foe of the rings. Um, nonsense on on amazon because i think those numbers were finally like leaked and put out and it turns out amazon's deleting thousands of negative reviews oh i saw that um anyway if if you think that because this is very much like the diversity olympics for game of thrones how dare you but that being said this is a fantastic show it's it's mostly well written it's well, it's 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 as good a paced show of of from the Game of Thrones universe as we've gotten in years, and not just because it's been off the air for a few years, but like in in let's say in seasons, in multiple seasons. Um, the thing about this episode is like kind of as they were putting all the chess pieces in place to move around the board for this episode. Nothing was surprising <clears throat> about who these characters were. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. learning that Lenor is uh is gay. It's like of course he is because why not have a uh a Valerian uh Renly Baratheon this time around. And, and it, that was the first thing I thought when when we found that out. I was like, "Oh, he's a, he's a Renly." Oh, again. he's a Renly. How cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, of course, this time he's not going to get killed by a black tar vagina demon. So, you know, <laughs> there's yeah. that. Um, yeah, that was still disturbing. But. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm curious as how much we're going to see Sir Otto um, Hightower more. Because on, mm-hmm. on his way out the door, he, he went to Alicent and he's like, um... You got to get your kids ready to rule. <laughs> like this isn't going to end. This is this whole like Renera Tar- Targaryen thing is not going to end well. So, and and I will um, say his advice to her yeah. 
made her become for the first time that since she was she married Viserys. That's the first time I've ever looked at her when she came into mm -hmm. the feast and said oh. she actually looks queenly. Well, because she was baller when she came in wearing the all green gown in the high tower called yeah. arms. It was like, wow, yeah, that's right. That that's nice. That's like, yeah, that's like. I'm not playing anymore, you old, falling apart, finger missing, um, infected old bastard. Um, and yeah, yeah because, I, it, and again, this whole, well, the last two episodes, I kept thinking, she does not resemble a queen in mm -hmm. any way, shape, or form. And and this is shows, this is also what this show has shown us, us characters being growing. Right. Because well, it took her some time. Yeah. So I think, and like, I'm just getting like, so she is like the seven kingdoms version of, um, the handmaid's tale. Cause she's pretty, but she's fertile. So the King needed heirs. Mm -hmm. Right. And he didn't want to yeah. wait for a 12 year old to come of age because he's not Joe Biden. Um, you know, and you know, Allison was at least a little more age appropriate, not much, but, um, and it's his daughter's best friend, which is creepy. Um, maybe I spoke too soon, um, about who he's not, <laughs> but anyway, that, that, that aside, um, no, this is the first time that she has taken the agency. She, she, we saw her have in the first couple episodes that she's reclaimed it. And I'm, it's funny because this is the last episode with the younger Alicent and the younger Renara, um, mm -hmm. or Raynara. Um, and so I feel like both of them did really, 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 really good with what most people don't even realize is their send off. I will say like, I, I, I dug into the, the wiki of ice and fire about Raynara mm -hmm. and she's supposed to be like beautiful, like beautiful, beautiful. And, um, the girl playing her, the young version of her, is maybe not as, um, was that Millie Alcock? Is like you know, I'm sure she's very pretty when she's not wearing that weird helmet wig, um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I see. She's with unique stuff like that, looking, right? <laughs> yes, that's actually very. Yeah, I mean, she's pretty. I'm not, uh, and, and again, I'm not I saying don't... I'm not saying she's unattractive, and I'm not yeah. even judging her on that because she's my favorite character in the show. Um, yeah. and I'm really interested to see how, uh, Emma Darcy does taking over. Oh, that's who's okay. That's who's playing her. Yeah. The, um, grown up version. Yes. And, uh, um, because I, she was, what was she in? She was in something recently. I mean, that name really sounds, you know, yeah. sounds familiar, um, but I because this is from oh, what she I was saw, in, um, Hannah, Hannah. The, um, oh, okay. the Amazon okay. Prime show. Is the movie or the show? The show, the show, the show. Okay. Um, okay. That's what that's what I know her from. Um, she was Sonia. Okay. Um, Hannah's whatever. Anyway, um, but you know, like I like I said, like uh, it's 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 interesting that we're gonna see the like this is the like you know like this is the end. We're gonna take a massive time jump now where they're gonna get older. Ten years, I believe. Um, right. And so I'm really interested to see what, what happens. Um, uh, yeah. But I mean, this episode kicked off with like a hardcore bang. 
with yeah. with <laughs> Damon show just randomly showing up in the veil looking like Ahsoka Tano. Um <laughs> and I like him the in the summary how it says the, that he murdered his wife. Um I think the horse did a good bit of the killing when it fell on her. <laughs> yeah, because she she was paralyzed. Yeah, uh, like we if if this was modern day Canada, she would have just called that number and they'd been like, "Oh yeah, we'll definitely come out and euthanize you." Yeah. And I couldn't help but what, what, what was his wife's name again? Uh Lady Rhea Royce. Yeah. So I did did she remind she reminded me a lot of Mira Reed in just of how she her dress. Yeah. It, and just everything. But again, when what the, what do they say? Poking the bear? Yeah. You don't want to poke the bear. Oh yeah. She's and laying that's there what she did. and she calls him a craven. And I love how he comes up and just steps on her arm. And like there's yeah. no no response or anything. And he's like, Oh yeah, like I got time. And he just gingerly walks over and like kind of picks his favorite rock from the pile. And you know, then that's what we see. Um, I, I will say so, like Raina Royce is a character in, in, in history of the books, in, in history of the of the, the realm. Um I didn't really care for the way they introduced her. Um, because when, when Gerald Royce, her uncle was like, Oh, do you want me to go hunting with you? She was very condescending. And I almost feel like that Damon was karma personified for just her hubris Mm -hmm. because she was a renowned warrior. She was a renowned archer and they didn't have to do, they didn't have to have her belittle. Um, you know, one of the patriarchs of the family because the veil <clears throat> is is fruitful. The veil is 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 powerful. The veil doesn't actually need the rest of the realm necessarily, um, which is why they're they're more tied with the north. Uh, and I just like I don't know. I just felt like it was uh, they made her unnecessarily unlikable, so that when Damon killed her, it's kind of like yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I see what you're saying about the, her with the uncle yeah. part. I, I didn't mind that as much, but I think you're absolutely right with how she behaves towards Damon. Yeah. And again, well, based everyone, on what they say, everyone should behave towards Damon that way. Let's be honest. Yeah. I, I was going to say like, it's, it, it, it's not that it's not, un, I'm not saying it's, she's not understandably pissed at him based on his actions. Cause she absolutely has every right to be <laughs> considering well, yeah. what we've gleaned from him yeah well in, in and, her line of did you finally come to consummate the marriage <laughs> which that says a lot about oh that was hilarious but yeah. uh yeah it, but it's, yeah it's, it's just i don't know i mean and, and the thing is is um it was such a cool scene and and apparently it was a throwaway scene that they just decided to add back in if you watch the little thing after the after the fact because how she mm-hmm. died was always like a bit of speculation um from right. the books and so they they kind of gave an answer that nobody asked for but the answer they gave was um narratively very very intentional because then later on in that scene where um Gerald Royce confronts Damon uh, about Lady Rhea and, and Damon's like, I, I didn't do it. I wasn't there. Um, but then says, oh, by the way, uh, after we're done here, I'm going as her heir, I'm going to the veil to claim what's mine. Uh, maybe and, I'll see you there. 
Yeah, and he just absolutely shut dude up when he said that because because yeah. he well, knows yeah. that that's tr- the truth. Yeah, and I mean, but Damon is going there via dragon, you know. Yeah, I, Whereas, I like how he said, "I'm going to fly there." Yeah, I'm going to fly directly there, and then but the best part when he is when he says, "Maybe I'll see you there." Yeah. Um, that that was that was just a fantastic that was just a fantastic build of character building, and the guy playing Gerald Royce reacted perfectly with like just kind of the fear of losing some of the veil's you know power to this to this guy um it was it was really really quite just really good character development for for damon and a great way to open up more of the world of westeros that we know to the house of the dragon story mm-hmm. um yeah yeah, I, I think the other the other thing like I want to go back to Allison because like she had another great story arc, not just of like becoming the queen, but uh, confronting Christian uh, Christian Cole yeah. about um, about uh, Rhaenyra and Damon's relationship, where she learned that he's actually the princess's lover. And what's funny about that, and again, this is goes to growth. This actually forced her to grow up because if she was queenly beforehand, well, mm-hmm. granted, I I do think uh, Kristen would have, if she, she but, well, if she would have asked about Damon, Kristen wouldn't have said, I don't think he would have said anything right. about himself. No. But she was so timid in the way she was trying to get this out that he was, you know, the guilt he felt and thinking that she was talking about him causes everything to happen or not everything causes like just all these dominoes to fall well and you see it on her face yeah this is not and again i've i've said this before based on the first episode she did not react like a person who was lied to by their friend right she reacted like um, she heard something about someone she was in love with Mm -hmm. and i I think it's pretty clear she's in love with renera yeah uh, and getting that news, just the I look mean, on her they, face. They made that perfectly clear in the first yeah. episode that yes, they, that, that if given the chance, they would, um, the, the acclaimed would definitely have arrived with that. Yes. <laughs> um, to, to put it, to put it, you know, delicately. And if, if you, if you know, you know, let's just put it that way. Anyway, cause everyone loves the acclaimed. Um, <laughs> Dude, that was great. But, um, I, so leaning into Sir Christian though, the other, the other fun thing is Joffrey Loudmouth, or I'm sorry, Lawnmouth, um, <laughs> figures out that Christian and Renara are, uh, uh, as it says in the summary, paramours, but let's just like, let's just call it what it is. He's Renara's booty call. And, um, yeah. cause Renara's not that into him. Like, you know, we, we kind of learn like she's into him, but like not that into him. Like, um, it's not, it's not reciprocated. The depth of, uh, affection is not reciprocated right. like, from her as it is like Chris from dude, him, dude, Chris, like, let's, let's, let's talk yeah. about a man for a second. She doesn't have the fuck. Yeah. Energy move on. Yeah. Just, just you and know, give you, give your vows the fuck. Yeah. Energy that you want from her. How about that? Um, <laughs> And, and do we yeah. want to talk about this the whole banquet oh, thing? Absolutely, because like the the uh, the out of we're talking about out of five wedding mishaps for this episode. So, and the the greatest mishap of all was the brawl, the brawl for all, um, that started because Joffrey 
God, what is it? What is it with dudes named Joffrey in this realm being assholes? Yeah. Um, dude, Joffrey rolls up on, on Christian. He's like, Hey, I know your secret. You know, my secret. Let's, uh, let's just like protect each other's secrets. And it was like, um, all right. And, and, and Sir Chris is like, no, no, I'm you're, you're, Again? too many people know about what's happened. And, uh, well, what did I say about yeah. again? Uh, he, she didn't. He didn't really poke the bear because he didn't know it was a bear he was poking. Right. But it's along the lines of you don't know. You really don't know who you're messing with, and you can't talk to everybody the same and mm-hmm. think it's going to be okay. Right. And that's a scene where Kristen just he just snapped, and I, I wouldn't even call it a brawl. It was it was what you know what they call in wrestling or wrestling terms. That was just a smashing, uh, squash. A squash, yeah. That was just that was absolutely a squash, because it was one guy going against another guy, and one guy had absolutely no chance. Right, none, none whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, and he left him lying there like old puffy face um, after yeah. fighting the mountain. Yeah, he did. Old, well, at least old, one old part of his face, face was. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, he was mortally wounded. He died. He definitely, you know, he was brutally yeah. killed. Um. And uh, Lenor is, you know, super sad and, and, and everything. And Viserys is like, that's it. You're eloping. Get back here. We're in the back septon and we've got the, the maester. You're married. Yeah. And Spring then he forth and out. have children. <laughs> yeah. And um, then he yeah. promptly passes out. Well, because, yeah, he's missing fingers and is infected and um, everything. All right. So, Rhaenyra, just kind of little kind of spoilers, because I'm, I'm curious to see what happens here. She has multiple children. Uh, I think yeah. three in total. Um, mm-hmm. There's uh, Jaceris, um Valerian, and uh, Aegon III, Targaryen, uh, who we know becomes king. Um, so... It's it's really interesting. Like I'm really interested to see like how far because I was reading just reading through her 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 uh, her history here, mm-hmm. and I'm really interested to see how deep they go into it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. she's partially responsible for the Dance of Dragons, the kind of the internal family war of dragon riders. So yeah, I think. Like again, like I'm, I'm hoping Emma Darcy keeps up, um, what what Millie Alcock has done because I feel like Renara, while like in this episode she kind of felt like a passenger. Mm-hmm. Um, she's definitely my favorite character. Yeah, I I, I really like the again she had a she had her moments of teenage petulance mm-hmm. that I, I didn't like. I think that was episode two, well, episode two, it, it or was three, two where, and three, um, two and three, but she's grown. Like but the, it, she grows every week. Yes. And that's, that's, that's the thing I was saying earlier about this show, about Allison and about these characters is you see them actually see them grow mm-hmm. you. And, and again, uh, like you started off talking about, how this is a, a diversified I, I, how did you how did you say that as far as the diversity olympics and in, in the sense of some of these actors yeah i mean this is but you know what this yeah. does this 
focuses on the yes you have a couple check marks but you know but it still focuses on the story nobody the story is the that, important that, thing like you know here's the thing is they don't ever at once point out like oh he's a black-skinned valerian who cares right, right. Um, yes and like the the more egregious thing about the the valerians being black is that the fact that they give them the worst wigs the worst the, the worst. absolute worst like, those are awful, awful. like Awful. Like the like the wig maker should be reassigned. I don't want to say drawn and quartered, uh, <laughs> but you know, I mean, definitely maybe thrown in the vicinity of the middle of a live volcano. Not even given a chance to uh, <laughs> contemplate their action. I guess, huh? <laughs> I'm kidding. But yeah, anyway, it, again. Yeah. Again, it's it's along the lines of that. That's the mistake that a lot of these movies and these idiots make is mm -hmm. they think that you need to highlight the fact that you're diverse in the yeah. sense of the characters, people talk. This I mean, show it wasn't even involved in the marketing. You know, it was and, just kind of like here, and that you know? is why this is doing well. Mm -hmm. And Rings of Power is not also right. well. The one of the reasons also because this is just written far better than Rings of Power. Cool. It's, well, that's, yeah, it's far now, but yeah, but I mean, like, but it's a it's a yeah. reason some of the divisiveness happened before we even saw any of the episodes, right? Because Rings of Power focused on that. Mm -hmm. This focused on the story of Game of Thrones or House of the Dragon, as you will, yeah, and Westeros, right? With with a couple, with, you know, with a right. little right, sprinkling right, right. of yeah, you know, diversity in there. But I don't. We don't care about that. We care about having a good story and, and that's what Corliss is a great Carol Corliss Valerian is a great I character really like just in character. general and Steve Toussaint has like really brought like an anger to the role because he's constantly being he's not overlooked because you know he's he's on the small council but I feel like the way that's that Steve Toussaint is, is what he's bringing to the role is it's just this anger of like there's so much that we can do as a family of like mm -hmm. Valerian Targaryen, you know, cousindom for the realm to shore it up and make it safe and prosperous and peaceful. And yeah. And in, in, in um, Viserys has no, no intention of doing that because he was never meant to be king. I think that what you just said is so important. He wants the power, not just not specifically for himself, but because he thinks he can make. He believes not not he thinks he believes truly believes that he can make a difference. Right. And there's a huge that, that is mass. Like Damon wants power because Damon wants power. Mm -hmm. Corliss wants power because he he see he he like you said he he can make a difference. Yeah. And that is a that is. That is big, major when you're talking about characters, and it's uh, it's understandable what his frustration comes with. And I love the the conversation he has with Viserys about mm -hmm. you know, you know, if we're gonna marry these these our two kids, right? You know, Renera's gonna take the last name, right? Mm -hmm. That's just how it always been, right? And I do like Viserys' response, like, yeah, and they're gonna have the last name of the mm -hmm. father, yeah, until they take the throne, then they're gonna have the name Targaryen. Mm -hmm. Which I thought that was that was very that was very interesting and very nice little. It, it was it was just it's it's more of that just petulance from Viserys, you know. Um, well, 
And, and it's funny. Damon too. had it right from the well, beginning. Yeah. Sorry. Well, go ahead. No. I was just no, saying, no. Damon had it right from the mm-hmm. beginning. Uh, as far as Viserys is a weak ruler. Yeah. He, he, it's not that he makes mistakes. It's just that there's never real conviction in what he does. And, and again, it's not the actor, it's the, the character himself. And I think right. Patty, what is it? Patty, Patty Constantine, Constantine has yeah. done a great, a great job displaying that weakness of his character. Right. And Patty Constantine's a good actor. I mean, he's really oh, yeah, fun. He and he's really fun in all of the, uh, Cornetto trilogy, but, um, yeah, I, like, I agree with you. And, and I think the other thing to consider here is there are so many other strong leaders around the realm and they're stuck with Viserys, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just, mm, I think, uh, I don't know. I like, I'm really interested to see where this goes in the second half of the season. I, I'm very interested because I do have, thoughts and ideas about specifically about Alicent and her picking up the pace Mm -hmm. as far as solidifying her safety and not depending on, as her father said, uh, Rhaenyra's generosity or mercy. Right. And we know, but we know Aegon becomes King. And so it's going to be really fun watching them hopefully over the course of the next two seasons. Or like, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure this got picked up for a second season already. I think we talked about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully, like, they're going to save Egg for, <laughs> you know, further yeah. further down the line. And, you know, I mean, we're not, I mean, I just call him Egg. That's not the actual Egg. Um, but, you know, eventually I would like to see, like, a young Aemon Targaryen from, you know, the mm-hmm. grand, the Meister from the, um, the Wall. Um, no, yeah. the Meister from the Wall, Meister. Sorry, Meister, Meister, um, yeah. from the Wall with you know Jon Snow, because I mean he's in his like nineties yeah. or something. So if he's, we a, could, he's like almost a hundred, yeah. If we could get to the point where we see Aemon as a young man would be or young, you know, like before he takes his vows, would, I think it would be really interesting because he was supposed to be king. Um, yeah, and and it's it's an interesting. I think it's an interesting dichotomy. And, and you know, we'll wrap up here pretty quick. But I think it's an interesting economy to see with the Targaryens, those who want to lead and those who don't want to lead. And mm-hmm. the ones who don't want to lead are probably the ones who should. And the ones who do want to lead, especially those named Viserys, um, are, you know, are just not capable. It's like it's like Danny's brother. Well, like he never yeah. he, he was never meant to be king. Yeah, I, I will I, I will leave it at what you just said in this sense. One of my favorite movies is Gladiator. And mm-hmm. when Marcus Aurelia asked Maximus, will you, I want you to become, you know, emperor in my stead, will you do it? And I, Maximus says, with all of my heart, no. Mm-hmm. And Marcus Aurelia said, that is why it must be you. Right. And then he handed and him your his manuscript for meditations, and he's like, just read this. You'll be fine. It's a guidebook to life. And, but you're right. Like when people don't want to lead, like when people are forced to lead, even though they don't want to, as far as in the sense of they don't feel like they, they don't have that urge to, I need to be the leader. 
those are the people that usually do the best job because they're doing it not for a personal gain, but because, and and they usually make the choices because what's best or not what's best for me, mm-hmm. but what's best for people. Yep. When so many of these people now they they they're only interested in power, and that's what I was, what I was talking about before with Damon. Only interested in power. I think Corliss is one that's not interested in power for himself, although he is interested in his family's legacy, right. which all the characters are in this in this oh, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's just what it is. I mean, but he's also. The, I mean, look, that's how the realm continues. Yeah. That's so. not a negative thing. That's just how everybody is. Mm-hmm. But he also wants to leave. He also wants to make a difference for Westeros. Right. Correct. So I, I, I'll leave it with that, and I, yeah. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Those that don't want to leave are generally the ones that, especially if they have the, you know, the talents too, mm-hmm. but they don't want to from a right. uh, ego standpoint. Just because I, I think that's very important differentiation. Yeah. All right. Out of five wedding mishaps, what do you give this episode? I give this a four. A four, four out of five. Uh, yeah. uh, like you said, it just keeps getting better, better. I, I really wanted to watch it again. I yeah. didn't get a chance to. So last because this week, was one of the ones I yeah. truly wanted to watch again, just because I thought it was the best one. Yep. And but I can only give it a four now, just because I, I mean, still four out of five is great. But yeah, last week I went four point oh one, and yeah. this week I went with four point one five. Okay. <laughs> so I really enjoyed it. I, I think that I like. I think last week's may have been the best episode. Um, of the season to to point, but I think this episode did the most to move the story along and prepare for the time jump and to see Rhaenyra and Alicent's story as their adults. Because um, Viserys does live to be very old. So, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. you know, it's it's exciting. And based, so. and based on the quick uh, shots we got of him in the, you know, t- days to come, mm-hmm. He ain't going too well. No, no. I mean, he's it's not he, going to be the. He looks like the ghost king from um, <laughs> the the um, the last Lord of the Rings movie. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Well, cool. Well, you've got packing to do, and I've got comic conventioning to do. Um. So thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Any last words, D? Nope. I have it. Have fun. I, I'm looking forward to your reports on the Comic Con. <laughs> My report. Should I should I submit it in triplicate? Anyway. Yeah, take some pictures of uh, some of the figures they got. They have. They might yeah. have down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See if oh, they have dude, any, there was uh, a ton yeah. of cool toys. So, anyway, on we, that note, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. All right. See you. DFS Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at infamouspodcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamous podcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, 
and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.